What's up, everyone, and welcome back to a brand new episode of the 3 and D. I'm Paul Lombardi, and I'd like to welcome everyone back to the Review and Preview Network for my weekly NBA and college basketball show. Make sure to check us out on all social media platforms and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Review and Preview Sports. In tonight's episode, I'll be previewing this week's upcoming conference tournaments in the Big East, ACC, Big 10, Big 12, SEC, and the Pac-12. So all the Power 5 schools, including the Big East, as well as doing my weekly AP poll surprises for this year's uh, final AP poll that was announced today and preview the teams that have already punched their tickets to the big dance. There isn't too much NBA news going on, so I'm going to stick to primarily college basketball because this is huge college basketball season right now. Got on St. John's sweatshirt, pulling for the Johnnies uh, to – make the tournament sitting on the bubble right now. So hopefully can do something big in the big East tournament and, you know, make a push. That would be fantastic. But as like, as I was saying, it's mainly going to be college basketball talk today, but it's something interesting in the NBA that I saw on Twitter earlier, the Rockets today announced that they have called up Anthony lamb uh, from the G league affiliate RGV Vipers. Uh, Lamb is averaging 18.2 points, 8.8 rebounds, 3.7 assists for the Vipers, and the team waived Mason Jones, uh, who was on the other two-way contract. That's via the Houston Rockets Twitter account. Um, interesting move. I think Anthony Lamb was a guy that I've had a sleep- as a sleeper since last college basketball season, a four-year guy from Vermont. Uh, he was a great player, star of that team for several years, and I'm glad he's getting his chance, and he's balling out right now in the uh in the g league bubble but very interesting that they cut mason jones because mason jones has actually been having a great season undrafted rookie out of arkansas um believe he was a junior who decided to come out this past year and was on a two-way contract for the rockets and was getting a ton of playing time too with the rockets depleted roster so i i found it kind of interesting that they didn't give him um a roster spot and then maybe and then give lamb the two way that became available but you know it is what it is and i think that's a pretty good move rocket starting going in that direction the nba all-star weekend was this past weekend um you know you got to see the slam dunk contest three-point shootout yesterday you know nothing extremely important to to report on but you know i was pulling for obi top in the slam dunk contest i think him and cash stanley got robbed Personally, Steph Curry, greatest shooter of all time, as I've always been saying, wins the three-point contest. And then, you know, the All-Star game is 
if you enjoy that kind of thing, you enjoy that kind of thing. You know, it's for it's not for everybody. There's ridiculous amount of scoring. You know, it's not a real game. It's really just a pickup game played for fun. So, you know, nothing too, nothing too interesting on the NBA side. So that's why we're going mainly into college basketball for this for this week's episode. And first topic is going to be the final AP poll that was released today. So obviously selection Sunday is this upcoming Sunday. And this is the final week of the, this was the, this past week was the final week of regular season games. This is going to be the conference to rest the conference tournaments that haven't already finished this week. And then selection Sunday will be Sunday after every conference tournament has finished. Uh, so this is the last AP poll and then we'll find out the entire bracket. So there won't be any people anymore, but few interesting things. Baylor, both Baylor and Illinois leapfrogged Michigan. Michigan was at two this week, as you know, you probably as you probably remember from my last episode. Uh, they Michigan jumped Baylor after Baylor lost uh, the first game of the season. Baylor fell to three. Michigan was two this past week. Michigan lost to Michigan State yesterday. Uh, very tough loss, and they also lost to Illinois this past week. So, but Illinois is a projected number one seed anyway. So that loss doesn't hurt as much, but losing to Michigan state hurts a lot because that's a team that's on the bubble of making the tournament and you're supposed to be a one seed. So they, so Michigan fell all the way to four and Baylor is at two now and Illinois is at three for this upcoming week. So very, very interesting, very interesting stuff. Uh, some of the other stuff, Houston jumped from nine to seven. Uh, uh, that was that was kind of interesting after like a couple of a couple of solid wins this week. Um, Houston's really running away with the American. They, as no one's to no one's surprise, they're going to be a top seed in this tournament. Arkansas joined the top ten too, so now we got two SEC teams in the top ten. They went from twelve to eight this week. Um, Arkansas just a couple away from Alabama now. I believe Alabama is ranked sixth this week, so um, those are the top two seeds in the SEC tournament, as we'll be reviewing in a few. Uh, the West Virginia fell from six to ten, which was a big one. You know, West Virginia has been doing that this year, and you know, when it comes time to make my bracket, I'm going to remember that they've been climbing, 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 and then falling backwards, and then climbing and falling backwards, and they're back to ten now this week. Oklahoma State jumped even higher. Oklahoma State's been insane this year. Cade Cunningham just won Big 12 Player of the Year, as well as Big 12 Freshman of the Year. Um, some people might think that Jared Butler of Baylor got snubbed for Big 12 Player of the Year, but that actually just came out a couple hours ago. Cade Cunningham won Big 12 Player of the Year. And Oklahoma State jumped from 17 to 12 this week. So they're in the top 15 now. Like It's, it's getting insane. They're going, to, they're going to potentially get a top seed in this year's tournament. Uh, Villanova fell from 10 to 14 after some interesting losses there. There was definitely um, Villanova's definitely been like one of those teams too, that just like that keeps going back and forth and it's difficult to tell exactly like how good they are and you know, how competitive they're going to be. I completely agree with that. Um, they, that's they're kind of like a West Virginia narrative right now, to be honest with you. Um, they just keep going back and forth. They had that COVID issue, which was very difficult, but they haven't been able to keep up consistent basketball since then. And Loyola Chicago uh, won their conference tournament this past week. They, the um, Missouri Valley Conference finished up their tournament yesterday, actually. 
um, I believe yesterday or the day before. It was sometime this weekend. They beat Drake. You know, the two top teams, Drake could potentially get an at-large bid. We'll be going over that in a few. But it's since they won their conference tournament, they locked up. They punched their ticket to the tournament. They were already going to make it anyway. And they jumped from 20 to 18 in this week's top 25. Uh, and as well, Texas Tech falls from 18 to 20. Uh, Texas Tech lost a close one. Well, it was close for most of the game, and then Baylor pulled away. But Texas Tech lost to Baylor yesterday. Um, that would have been a huge upset. That would have they probably would have ended up moving up higher than eighteen if they were to have been Baylor. But they fall back to twenty. Uh, USC rejoined the top twenty-five. They're at twenty-four this week. They fell out this past week. They were in it the week before. They keep going back and forth. Oklahoma too has been falling big time. They were they fell the most this this time. Uh, for this week, they fell from 16 to 25. So a huge drop for the Sooners, barely staying in it. And Wisconsin fell out, which is no shock. Wisconsin has been struggling big time recently. So I'm not, no one's really too surprised by that, that they fell out of the top 25. But, you know, this top 25 is kind of meaningless. What really matters is where everybody seeds in their, in their tournaments. That's the only thing that matters this upcoming week with, you know, tournament time going on and everything. Uh, we got Thomas Scavetta of Review and Preview, none other. Uh, heard Garza's number is being retired at Iowa. Great to see a four-year guy get rewarded. Absolutely agree. I think that um, Garza's number getting retired was kind of an interesting move on Iowa's part. As that, as you might know, Iowa gets everybody – gets an extra year of eligibility. This is a free year for everybody. So if Luca Garza wanted to come back for his fifth year next year, he's allowed to. So for Iowa to come out and say this, I really think that they that there's probably an agreement or something that he's not coming back this year. It wouldn't make much sense for him to come back anyway. I understand he's only going to be a second-round pick, but his his draft stock is not going to go up that much by having another 27-9 and nine season that he keeps happening. Uh, his draft stock is as high as it'll ever be. So he'll probably turn pro. Uh, the seniors will have to declare this year, which will be, uh, which will be very interesting. So we also, as well as the AP poll this past week, there was a lot of, uh, conference tournaments that weren't as well known. Um, the WCC where Gonzaga's in is in their semifinals right now. So, you know, everybody's expecting Gonzaga to easily win that they're undefeated. Number one in the country all year, uh, so they so that's that's going on, but a couple, but four different conferences already finished up the tournament. So we got teams that have punched their tickets. Um, we got a few. We got first up in the Ohio Valley. We got Moorhead State punch their ticket. Uh, as of right now, I'm I'm going. I am a big Joe Lenardi fan from ESPN Bracketology. Very accurate. Really knows what he what he's doing in the database for for all of uh, the seedings for the tournaments. He's insanely accurate with his predictions. So I wrote down all of his current predictions that he released last night. So I'll give everybody a glimpse of where all these teams stand. As of right now, uh, conference tournament will change these things, obviously, for the teams who still have games to play. But for teams who are done, they could be set in stone almost. Uh, for the Ohio Valley, though, Moorhead State upset Belmont in the finals. Belmont was a team that was borderline going to be top 25 for most of this year. They never, I don't think they ever made it in, they might've made it in for one week, but um, 
they they had been fantastic all year and they were upset by Ohio, Ohio Valley. So Belmont's probably not getting into the tournament. They, they were get they got upset in the Ohio Valley finals uh, by Moorhead State. Moorhead State was twenty three and seven this season, so they punched their ticket. And as of right now, Joe Lenari's got them locked in as a fourteen seed. Uh, now won't be a play in or anything. So that'll be interesting. Good for Moorhead State. Uh, and Missouri in, in the Missouri Valley Conference, as we just said, number 18 team in the country, Loyola Chicago, locked up their – they won't even need to worry about an at-large bid. Their friends in the uh, Missouri Valley Conference, Drake, will have to sweat it out on Selection Sunday to see if, they, uh, if they'll get an at-large bid. But Drake was upset in the tournament by Loyola Chicago. Drake was undefeated for a good portion of this season. Uh, they they had an amazing year and a couple of, they had a couple injury issues and Loyola Chicago just started surging and they've been in the top twenty five now for three or four weeks and they ended up winning the Missouri Valley Conference this past uh, this past weekend so they locked up their automatic bid they're an eight seed right now projecting Joe Lenardi's uh, bracketology and uh, you know big win drake so drake they, we might have two missouri valley conference teams though make it drake is going to have to sweat it out on selection sunday though they're going to have to they might get an at large bid they're like a, a so so 50 50 team really that's like um on the brink of it so the so those and then we also got the big south too. winthrop won the big south to no one's surprise winthrop has been amazing this year they were undefeated for a while they only lost one game this entire season they were 23 and one total 17 and one in conference their only loss came to unc Asheville in the middle point of the season they um they're locked in right now as a 12 seed for joe lenardi uh in the tournament basically as high as they can go. You know, they've almost been completely undefeated. That's basically as high as a team like Winthrop can go. But uh, they beat Campbell in the finals. Uh, it was – I watched part of that game. Um, Winthrop's got a good team. They're well-coached. Got a lot of players who play too. You know, they got a very deep team. So keep an eye out for that team in a 5 versus 12 matchup to potentially make an upset. Uh, if they get the 12 seed, but they're locked into the tournament. They punch their ticket. And then the fourth and final team that has so far punched their ticket to the tournament out of the 68 teams that make it four teams have already punched their ticket. And that's Liberty. They won the Atlantic sun tournament this past weekend. Uh, they beat Stetson Kennesaw state and then North Alabama in the finals in their uh, playoffs for the Atlantic sun. They finished the season on a 12 game win streak, finished surging big time. Uh, which is insane. They went from 11 and five on the season, which if you're playing the Atlantic sun, is not going to get you in the tournament to a 23 and five team, 23 and five total record to 11 and two in conference finished on a 12 game win streak. Uh, and they're locked in right now as a 13 seed in Joe Lenardi's most re- most recent bracketology. So, so those are the teams that have punched their tickets right now. Um, next we'll move over to, tournament talk now for as for as far as the power five conferences go i'll go over each of the power five conference all of the seeds are set all of the games are set and i'll go over each game give some predictions all that kind of stuff so first we'll jump into the big east uh you know ruining hard for st john's i'm always i'm always a big big east fan i watch a lot of big east games so the big east tournament is from wednesday to saturday at madison square garden uh, as it always is every year. And, you know, the 11 teams in the Big East will will all play in it. Uh, 
the seedings will go as follows. The number one seed will be Villanova. The one through five seeds will all get a buy. Number one will be Villanova, uh, who's a projected three seed right now by Joe Lenardi. Number two will be Creighton, who's a projected five seed right now. Uh, number three will be UConn, who's a projected nine seed right now. Uh, number four, number four seed will be St. John's, who's projected next four out, and they're going to be playing against in a four versus five against Seton Hall, who's projected to be five, who is projected, for, who is also projected first four out. Uh, then Providence will be six. Xavier will be seven. They're projected last four in right now, which is interesting. They're seventh in the Big East, uh, seventh seed in the Big East tournament, but projected to make it to be the fourth team as of right now that makes it in the Big East. So take that as you may. And then Georgetown will be eight, Marquette nine, Butler 10, and DePaul will be 11. Uh, DePaul struggled a lot this year. And the first round is going to be primarily set as it's, – it's an interesting uh, an interesting setup with how this tournament's going to go because you got three first round games and then four second round games and then then the tournament starts. So basically Villanova is the number one seed. They make it, they get an automatic buy, but so they will play. So on Wednesday, number nine, Marquette will play number eight, Georgetown. The winner of that game will play number one, Villanova on Thursday. Uh, Seton Hall's first St. John's is already locked in for Thursday. That's a four versus five game. Uh, then number two, Creighton is locked in for a bye. They will play the winner of number seven, Xavier, versus number 10, uh, Butler, which will be on Wednesday. Winner of that game takes on number two, Creighton, on Thursday. And then number three, Connecticut, locked into a bye. The, the number six, Providence, will play number 11, DePaul, on Wednesday. The winner of that game will take on number three, Connecticut, on Thursday. So I'll go through this one, make some quick predictions. So first game on Thursday, we got number nine, Marquette at number, uh, well, not at, first number eight, Georgetown winner takes on Villanova. Um, I like Marquette in this game. I think Marquette's been at a solid year. Uh, DJ Carden, you know, they got they got a few good players. They're definitely missing Marcus Howard. You know, they they lost a lot. They're kind of, but, but Georgetown is decimated and they had another losing season this year with Patrick Ewing at the helm. Uh, it was, di- it was definitely difficult. And I think that uh, I'll go with Marquette to, to upset them. Georgetown ended up being nine, 12, seven and nine in the conference. And Marquette was 13 and 13 overall, but was eight and 11 in the conference and seedings are based completely on conference play. So winner of that game takes on Villanova. So, We'll say Marquette versus Villanova. I'll take I'll take Villanova in that game. Then Seton Hall versus St. John's. Give me St. John's. And then Villanova will take on St. John's in the semifinals. We'll get back to that. And then further down the bracket on Wednesday, we have number seven Xavier versus number 10 Butler. Uh, give me Xavier in that game. Just because Xavier's been nice, they're also projected to be in the tournament right now, and they're a number seven seed they, in the, the Big East just because of their conference record. They, they've been great this year. So they'll take on number two, Creighton, in the quarterfinals. Uh, and then the last game, number six, Providence versus number 11, DePaul. Um, this is a game that I think could go either way. Providence is up and down. I'll go with Providence just because DePaul 
DePaul has liked to to spoil the party for some teams. DePaul has struggled big time this year, though. DePaul's four and thirteen total and two and thirteen in the conference. Uh, they they have not had a good year. But Providence thirteen and twelve total, nine and ten in the conference. They got David Duke, who might be who could be a first round pick this upcoming year, projected to be as of right now. Uh, they don't have a terrible team, so I'll take them to take on UConn in the next round. So so then Creighton versus. Xavier in the quarterfinals, give me Creighton and UConn versus Providence in the quarterfinals. Give me Providence. I'm going to go with the That's going to be my first upset. So now we got the semifinals. We got St. John's versus Villanova. Um, it's tough. I want St. John's to win this game. St. John's already beat Villanova once this year, but you know, come tournament time, Villanova is always really tough. Uh, I'll probably go with Villanova as my prediction, and then, and then Creighton versus uh, Providence in the other game. Do I really go one versus two, or do I go? Yeah, give me Creighton. We'll, we'll go one versus two finals. We'll go Villanova versus Creighton, and then the finals. Give me Creighton. I say Creighton beats Villanova. Creighton wins the uh, wins the automatic bid. They would make it anyway, no matter what happens to the NCAA tournaments, but, but give me that outcome. So that's, that's the interesting lookout for the big East tournament. Um, now we'll jump into the big five to the power five schools. Uh, the ACC tournament is going to be held this Tuesday to Saturday. Um, start. Yeah. It's going to start tomorrow. Actually, most of the other ones will start Wednesday, but they're going from Tuesday to Saturday. Everything's happening at the Greensboro Coliseum in Greensboro, North Carolina. Um, as you know, there's 15 teams in the ACC, so all 15 teams make it. It's a funky bracket. I'll tell you that. It's a really funky bracket. Uh, the the seedings go. The top four seeds all get two buys. Then seeds five through nine all get one buy. And then seeds 10 through 15 have to play in the first round. That's how it's basically aligned. So it's like five. So it's line four, five, and six as far as the brackets go. Uh, Number one seed will be Virginia. Been amazing all year. Uh, They're going to have two buys. They're 17 and six, 13 and four conference. They're projected four seed right now. Um, We'll jump back to a comment. How far do you think St. John's can go? I... As I just said before, I think they can beat Seton Hall. The question is, can they beat Villanova, which they would probably meet up with in the final, in the quarterfinals, I mean, semifinals in the uh, Big East tournament? I think they could beat Villanova for sure. They can make it as far as the Big East finals, without a doubt. If they're completely locked in, Posh Alexander is going to be back too. They've, they've missed him big time this year. Uh, for the last few games. So I think they that's as far as they can go, and they can even win the Big East. I think if they – but the thing is for me, if I if they make it to the Big East finals, I think they have to make the tournament, whether win or lose, if they win or lose the Big East, uh, the Big East finals game, no matter who they play, because they're already a next four out right now for Joe Lenardi. They ha- if they get two wins in this year's tournament, they have to be highly considered. There's I, – I would be shocked if – that wasn't the case. So jumping back into the ACC. So for so we'll go through the bracket. So instead of going through 
blah, 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 one through one, we'll, uh, one through 15, we'll go through the bracket. So the first round is, is going to be interesting. The first round, number 12, Pittsburgh will take on number 13, Miami, number 10, Duke will take on number 15, Boston college and number 11, Notre Dame will take on number 14, Wake Forest. These games are all tomorrow on Tuesday. And the winners of those games play set teams that that already get one by. Uh, Syracuse will take on NC State on Wednesday. They get, both teams get a buy, so they automatically make it to the second round. But the, and the winner of that game will take on Virginia in the quarterfinals. Virginia gets two buys. Georgia Tech gets two buys. Florida State gets two buys, and Virginia Tech gets two two buys. So, won't, so basically, uh, number twelve Pittsburgh who. Was ten and eleven this year, six and ten in the six and ten in the conference. We'll take on number thirteen Miami tomorrow, who was eight and sixteen this year, four and fifteen in the conference. Uh, number ten Duke, who was eleven eleven total and nine and nine in the conference. You know, we all know how much Duke struggled this season. They'll take on the worst team, team who finished dead last in the ACC, Boston College, who was four and fifteen in the conference and two and eleven, four and fifteen total and two and eleven in the conference. And Notre and number eleven Notre Dame will take on number fourteen Wake Forest. Notre Dame was ten and fourteen in the conference, including um, a few notable wins. And ten and fourteen total and seven eleven in the conference. Uh, they beat Kentucky early in the season. That was the beginning of Kentucky's downfall too. And number they'll take on number fourteen Wake Forest, second worst team in the league. They're six and fifteen, three and fifteen in the conference. So. Then number eight, Syracuse will take on number nine, NC State later on. Uh, Syracuse was 15 and eight, nine, seven in the conference, and they're projected a first four out right now in Joe Lubinari's bracket. So Syracuse needs to win. This is a very important game for Syracuse if they want to make the tournament. If they don't, if they don't win this game, they probably don't make the tournament. If they beat NC State and then they take on Virginia and they beat Virginia, they're probably locked in for the tournament, regardless of what happens next. If they beat NC State and they lose to Virginia, they're going to be on the bubble and they're going to have to sweat it out on um, Selection Sunday as well. But they, they're they right on the edge. And then, then we also have Clemson, who will take on the winner of Pittsburgh versus Miami. Clemson's got the five seed. They're 16-6, and 10-6 and six, uh, conference, and they're projected seven seed right now. So for the rest of it, uh, you know the teams that all have buys. Number one, Virginia has two buys. They're seventeen and six, thirteen and four projected, and a projected four seed. Florida State is the number two seed. They they're fifteen and five, eleven and four in the conference. They're a projected five seed. Uh, Virginia Tech is the three seed. They're fifteen and five as well, nine and four in the conference, and they're projected eight seed. So big drop off, almost identical record to Florida State, but. Florida State's projected five seed, Virginia Tech's projected eight seed based on, you know, teams that they've played and such. And then number four seed is Georgia Tech is 15 and eight, 11 and six in the conference. They're projected last four, um, a last four by. So they're right on the fence right now of making a tournament, Georgia Tech. And they're projected to be an 11 seed in the tournament as of right now. So, so we'll take a look at Georgia Tech's game. Georgia Tech will take on, um, the winner of Clemson versus the winner of Pittsburgh versus Miami. So most likely Clemson. And they're gonna they're gonna have to win that game to solidify a spot in the tournament, I would think. It's gonna be very interesting. There's a lot of question marks in the ACC. So that's gonna be up and that's definitely gonna be up in the air. And then Clemson 
is has a five seed right now. They're 16 and six, 10 and six in the conference, and they're projected seven seed. So they're ahead of Georgia Tech, even though they're the five seed and Georgia Tech's the four seed in this tournament. The sixth seed in the tournament will be North Carolina. They're 16 and nine, 10 and six in the conference, and they're projected nine seed. Uh, Louisville will be a seven seed. They're 13 and six, eight and five in the conference, and they're projected last four by. So they're right on the bubble. According to Joe Lenardi as well, Louisville, they're projected 10 seed. And then we went just went over Syracuse, who's the eight seed. So if you know you, you go through the tournament, it's very mixed up since there's 15 teams, all of them make it. Uh tomorrow the games start, but it's the it's the 10 through 15 seeds that all play. And then they all play set winners who got first round, who got just first round buys. And you know, the top four teams got first two round buys. So it'll be an interesting tournament for teams like you know, Virginia, Florida State, it can only hurt their seedings. They're all they're gonna make the tournament regardless, even if they lose the first game. Um Virginia might not be a four seed as they're projected right now if they lose the first game. But um if but for teams like Syracuse, um potentially NC State, potentially Louisville, they're they're gonna to need to win to solidify spots in the tournament. Uh Syracuse Syracuse being the biggest one. Syracuse is projected a first four out right now so they have to win if they lose they're pretty much done if they win they're still on the fence but they might get in so they're like they're the biggest ones that have something to play for and syracuse will take on uh nc state on wednesday so that's gonna be a good game it's a noontime game if anybody's got time on the acc network so that'll be that'll be interesting so now we'll move to one of the top two conferences in college basketball this season, the Big Ten Big Ten tournament is going to be held this Wednesday to Sunday at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis, Indiana. So as as it usually is, we're the home of the Indianapolis Colts. Um, there's 14 teams in the Big Ten. All of them obviously make it. And the way their bracket is set up is they got two games in the first round. So everybody's basically got to buy besides the four worst teams. And then um, just like in the ACC, the top four teams all have two buys. And then the the next five teams in, that are in the middle get one buy, and then they take on each other. It's pretty much because since the ACC's got 15 teams and the Big Big Ten's got 14, they pretty much have an almost identical bracket. Uh, the bracket will go as such, though. Michigan will be the one seed, even though they're ranked four this weekend. Illinois is ranked three. Michigan is the one seed based on tor- based on conference record. They finished 19-3, 14-3 in the conference, and they're projected one seed in the tournament. Illinois will be the two seed. They also get a bye. They also get two buys, I should say, an automatic bid for the quarterfinals. They don't play until Friday. Illinois, they're another projected one seed. They're 20-6, and 16-4 in the conference they finish. And then Iowa will be the three seed. And Purdue will be the four seed. So those are hefty top four teams. That's why, you know, you can argue the Big Ten was by far the best conference in college basketball this season, either the Big Ten or the Big 12. I think the Big Ten, just because you got nine teams that are projected to uh, to make the tournament out of 14 right now uh, in the Big Ten. It's just absolutely loaded. And Iowa's a projected two seed. You got two one seeds and, a, and two two seeds in this. Uh, Ohio State's also a projected two seed. They're the fifth fifth ranked team in, in this conference. 
um, in the conference tournament. Ohio State um, will be five. Purdue is four. They're projected four seed. Wisconsin will be the six seed. Uh, they're projected seven seed in the conference. I know this might get confusing going back and forth. And, and then seven, uh, the seven seed in this conference will be Rutgers. They finished 14 and 10 and 10 and 10 in the conference. You know, Rutgers was in and out of the top 25 and they just fell big time. They're projected 10 seed as of right now. And I'll tell you what, Rutgers is flirting with damage because they're project they're on pace to play number 10 seed Indiana uh, on Thursday. If they were to lose that game, the winner plays Illinois. Um, if they were to lose that game, they might not make the tournaments. I mean, they're already down to a 10 seed. And losing to Indiana would be a huge loss. Indiana is not projected to make the tournament. They finished 12 and 14, 7 and 12 in the conference. That's That would be a huge loss, an absolute blow up in Rutgers. I mean, if you told me a couple months ago that Rutgers would be fighting it out for a spot in the tournament, like no one would really take you seriously. But that that's become the case now in the Big Ten. Just, if, just how hefty the Big Ten is. I mean, it's... It's just insane. And so Rutgers versus Indiana, that's going to be a big game for Rutgers on Thursday. they got to win that game. Uh, the Michigan State right now will be the eighth seed, and they're going to take on Maryland, who's the ninth seed. Both teams are still projected to make the tournament. Michigan State right now is a last four by their projected 11th seed. They're 15-11 total, 9-11 in the conference. So interesting. interestingly enough, both them and Maryland have losing rest records in their conferences and are still both supposed to make the tournament. Maryland is also 9-11 conference play this year, and they're projected at 10 seed as well. They play each other, and the winner plays Michigan. So the winner is tough. Michigan State just beat Michigan this past week, though, so you never know. But Maryland consistently loses to bad teams. Um I don't have too much faith in them. I think Michigan State's going to win that game and then take on Michigan on Friday in the uh, quarterfinals of the of the Big Ten tournament. But that's going to be a big game for both Michigan State and, and Maryland because as of right now, Michigan State is a last four bye. And if they lose to Maryland, they are, they're, they're sitting right on the bubble and they may not get in. Um, if they lose for their first game of this Big Ten tournament, they're flirting with it right now. They're fifteen and eleven this season total in nine eleven conference. So, so they were six and zero non conference, but they had a losing record in their conference. Um, and if they lose to a lower seeded Maryland, uh, even though Maryland's projected to be a ten seed, where Michigan State's projected to be eleven seed, they may not make the tournament. It'll be very interesting to see. They're going to be, it's it's going to be an interesting situation. But as for the Michigans and the Illinois and all those teams, Michigan and Illinois have pretty much wrapped up uh, one seeds in this year's tournament. Even if Michigan were to get upset by Michigan State in the quarterfinals, even if Illinois were to get upset by either Rutgers or Indiana in the quarterfinals, um, they're both pretty much one seeds. And Iowa being a two seed is interesting because Iowa will play uh, the winner of Wisconsin versus winner of Nebraska versus Penn State, so most likely Wisconsin. They'll they'll be playing. Um, if they were to lose to Wisconsin, uh, they they might fall out of a two seed to a three or four. Uh, that would that would be a very interesting fall. I wonder wonder where that is. They're a projected two seed right now. Purdue's a projected four seed, and they're set to take on the winner of Ohio State versus Minnesota versus in North versus the winner of Minnesota versus Northwestern. So that's going to end up being Ohio State most likely. Purdue versus Ohio State is going to be a good game. 
Ohio State's also projected to be a two seed right now. So say Ohio State somehow blows it to Minnesota or Northwestern the second round of this tournament, Ohio State's very is would most likely fall out of a two seed to a four or five, maybe. That could be as far because of how bad Northwestern and Minnesota have been this year. Minnesota hasn't been terrible, but they they've laid a goose egg when it comes to uh to tournament play this season. They've been they're thirteen to four total, but thirteen and fourteen total, but six and fourteen in conference play. So they've they have not had much luck in Big Ten. They they got a good team though. I like Minnesota's team. Uh, Marcus Carr, Booth Gotch, you know, they got, they got some talent there. They just haven't been able to put it together and put together a competitive team this year. That's why they're second to last in the big 10. So those are interesting things to watch for, watch out for again. Remember Wednesday to Sunday will be the big 10 tournament. The best games will start Friday. Cause that's when Michigan, Purdue, Illinois, and Iowa are all slated to play their games. So Friday's when the big games will start. Wednesday is going to be, you know, Minnesota versus Northwestern, Nebraska versus Penn state. So. Only the diehard college basketball fans would even tune into those games. That'll be on the Big Ten Network. That wouldn't be on, you know, ESPN or anything. But and then the finals will be on Sunday. So the Big Ten tournament, besides the Big East tournament, Big East tournament I'm excited for because of St. John's. But the Big Ten tournament might be the one tournament I'm the most excited for besides the Big East. Um, I, as as you've seen from episodes past, I'm. Pulling for Illinois this year. I really like Illinois' team. And, you know, we'll see how it goes. So jumping into the next Power 5 conference, we've got the Big 12. And now, you know, you can argue the who's been the better, who's been the premier conference in college basketball this year. Has it been the Big 10? Has it been the Big 12? I think it's been the Big 10, but the Big 12 is fantastic, too. They only got 10 teams in their conference, though. So this is a smaller bracket, which is going to be nice and a little bit easier to go over, too. Um the number one seed will obviously be Baylor. They're a projected one seed right now. They're number two in the country. They they finished twenty one and one total, twelve and one in conference. Their only loss this season um, came a couple weeks ago, uh, and they were undefeated up until then. Kansas will be the two seed. They'll be nine. They're nineteen and eight, twelve and six, and they're projected four seed. Texas will be the three seed. They're also projected three seed. West Virginia will be the four seed in the tournament. They're projected three seed in the tournament in the uh, in March Madness tournament. Oklahoma State is a it will be the five seed. They're going they're projected four seed right now in the March Madness. Texas Tech will be the six seed. They're projected five seed in March Madness. And number seven will be Oklahoma, who's a projected six seed in March Madness. And then eight, nine, ten will be TCU, Kansas State, and Iowa State, all teams who have no shot at making the tournament. Iowa State had a dreadful year. They they finished dead last in the big in the Big Twelve. They were two and twenty one total, zero and eighteen in the conference. So there's almost no hope for them. So basically, everybody gets buys except for two playing games. The winner of number eight TCU versus number nine Kansas State will take on Baylor. Uh, West Virginia will play Oklahoma State automatically. Um, as a four versus five, the winner of Oklahoma versus Iowa State, which has got to be Oklahoma. Oklahoma is ranked 25 this week, uh, and Iowa State has not won a conference game this entire season. They're 0 and 18. Uh, that would be a dreadful loss, and I think Oklahoma is going to blow them out. So Oklahoma will most likely play Kansas then, who's the two seed in the second round, and then Texas is locked in to play Texas Tech three versus six seed uh, the next day. 
So this is a smaller bracket. I'll go through my predictions. So the first game's TCU versus Kansas State. Give me Kansas State, who's the nine seed. I'll have them play Baylor. And then Oklahoma versus Iowa State. Give me Oklahoma. There's no way that they can lose this to Iowa State. Iowa State's just had a dreadful year. So now we got the one seed, Baylor versus number nine, Kansas State. Give me give me Baylor. Number four, West Virginia versus number five, Oklahoma State. Give me Oklahoma State. They're rolling right now. It's pretty amazing that they're only a five seed in their conference. They're 12 in the nation right now. But give me Oklahoma State over West Virginia. Then Kansas versus Oklahoma, give me Kansas. I'm not a huge Oklahoma fan this season. They've, you know, they've had a few good games, but a bunch of letdowns. And then Texas versus Texas Tech is an interesting one because I like both of these teams. But I'm going to take Texas Tech in this game, who's the sixth seed. Three seed is Texas. Uh, this will definitely hurt. If Texas loses to Texas Tech, this will definitely hurt their, their seeding in the tournament. They're making the tournament no matter what because they're projected three seed right now anyway. Maybe they fall to four or five if they lose the first game in Texas Tech. But we'll see. So now semifinals, we got Baylor versus Oklahoma State. <sighs> got to give me Baylor, I guess. Um, love Kate Cunningham. It'll be a matchup of the two candidates for player of the year, Jared Butler and Kate Cunningham, uh, that that would be a fantastic game. And that game would end up being on Friday or Saturday, actually, because the the championship game will be on Sunday. So the, the semifinals would be on Saturday. So that's a game to watch out for if that ends up happening, Baylor versus Oklahoma State. I really hope that that happens. And then can, then the next game in the semifinals would be Kansas versus Texas Tech. Ooh, Give me Texas Tech. I like Texas Tech. I think they'll upset Kansas and uh, and they'll make it to the finals. So so then in the big in the Big Twelve finals, we will have a rematch of this Sunday's game: number one Baylor versus number six Texas Tech. And I'll go with Baylor to win the Big Twelve tournament. Um, Baylor's a tough team. When Macy Oteague is shooting twelve thirteen from three, you can't beat you can't beat them. Uh, they had a ridiculous game. I watched that game beginning to finish yesterday. Uh, Texas Tech is a tremendous team, and they made them look terrible. So I think Bay- Baylor is going to be very tough to beat. As I've been saying, this is episode eight of the podcast um, slash YouTube show slash live stream. Um, as I've been saying, Baylor and Gonzaga are the best teams in college basketball. And then there's a fall off for other ones. I recently have joined, brought Michigan into the race. I'm taking Michigan out again. Um, I think Baylor and Gonzaga are just in Illinois up there competing with them. But Baylor and Gonzaga are just at different levels. Baylor is unbelievable. And I, I think they're pretty much will win the big 12 tournament with these. That if I had to put my money on anything, I would I would have them I would have it on the Big Twelve on them winning the Big Twelve for sure. So that's the Big Twelve tournament. Now we'll jump into the SEC tournament, second to last, and then we'll just have the Pac twelve, and then that'll be it. Um, the SEC tournament is going to be interesting because as of right now, there are six teams projected to make the to make the tournament in the SEC out of thirteen. Um, 
well, technically 14, but Auburn is ineligible to play in this year's tournament because of the, because of the violations that they had. They were ineligible to make the tournament this season, so they won't even play in the conference tournament. Doesn't even matter. Auburn finished 13 and 14 total, 7 11 in conference, so they they were going to be like a 10 seed anyway. So they they're going to fall out and and not play. Um, so. Um, the seedings will go, well, basically we'll take a look at the tournament first. So basically there's one play in game. The two worst teams will play each other. Number 13, Texas A&M who finished last in the SEC will take on number 12 Vanderbilt and the winner of that plays number five, Florida. And then there's a first round where number nine, Mississippi state takes on number eight, Kentucky winner of that plays number one, Alabama in the quarterfinals, all the top four seeds get get automatic bids for the quarterfinals as we've seen, uh, as we saw in the ACC and the big 10 tournaments. Um, that's how it's going to work. So Alabama, number one, Alabama, number two, Arkansas, number three, LSU, and number four, Tennessee, all get free ra- free trips to Friday's quarterfinals of the SEC tournament. And they're going to have to play the winners of certain games. Um, Arkansas will play the winner of number seven, Missouri versus number 10, Georgia. LSU number three LSU will take on the winner of number six Ole Miss versus number eleven South Carolina. Uh, number four Tennessee will take on the winner of number five Florida versus the play-in game winner of Texas A&M versus Vanderbilt, so pretty much Florida. And Alabama number one Alabama will take on winner of number eight Kentucky versus number nine Mississippi State. Uh, as the seedings look right now, Alabama is obviously the number one. They are projected two seed right now in the. Um, in the March Madness tournament, uh, corner Joe Lenardi, Arkansas is number two in their in their projected three seed. Now, the interesting thing is, with how hot Alabama has been this year, Arkansas is just behind them. Alabama finished twenty one and six total. Arkansas finished twenty one and five total. So obviously half game record, but you can't go by uh, total record because of the lopsidedness that uh, non conference play has. But Alabama went sixteen and two in the conference, and Arkansas went thirteen and four. So you know they uh, two and a half game difference. Uh, Alabama seemed to have just ran away with the SEC this year, but Arkansas was pretty close behind. And then LSU is a projected eight seed right now. They're number three in this tour- in the tournament. There's they finished sixteen and eight, eleven and six in the conference. Tennessee fell big time. Tennessee fell all the way to four past LSU. Tennessee was looked at as the second best team in the SEC for most of the season. They fell out of the top twenty five, and now they're a projected six seed in the tournament. And their first game will be most likely against Florida in the quarterfinals, and that's a four versus five game. That could go either way. And if they would lose their first game in the in the tournament, they're going to fall even further past the six seed. So be, that'll be interesting. And then Florida is a projected nine seed, so they got a lot to prove by um, with that game. They they'll be taking on the winner of Texas A and M versus Vanderbilt in the second round. Um, if they were to somehow lose that game, they could be right on the bubble if not making the tournament. Florida. Uh, I don't see them losing that game, though. Texas A&M and Vanderbilt were the two worst teams in the conference this year. Um, Texas, But, you know, almost unfairly because Texas A&M was only able to play 17 games this season, 10 conference games. They were 2-8 and eight in the conference. Uh, they had a lot of different shutdowns for a variety of reasons. And Vanderbilt, once again, underperformed. Jerry Stackhouse's team has been anything but impressive since he's took over. They've been able to land players, but they haven't been able to to truly compete. So that'll be an interesting one, but I, I see Alabama 
and potentially Arkansas being the the ideal championship game. The championship game will come on Sunday. Um, this tournament is taking place at Bridgestone Arena in, Nash- in Nashville, Tennessee. Starts Wednesday. Wednesday is the f- is there's only one game on Wednesday. It's 12 Vanderbilt versus 13 Texas A&M, and then all the uh, second round games will be on Thursday. And quarterfinals: Alabama, Tennessee, Arkansas, and LSU all will play on, start playing on Friday, and then semifinals Saturday and sec championship on sunday so there'll be a good lineup i think you know there's and then old miss right now is sitting in a sixth seed and they're projected next four out so as of right now they're not making the tournament so they got a lot to prove they're um they're taking on in day two number 11 south carolina uh if they blow that game they can pretty much kiss any chance of making the tournament goodbye they have to win that game and they might have to beat lsu they might have to upset number three LSU in order to make the tournament. They're on the outside looking in right now. Uh, Romello White and company over at LSU at Ole Miss. You know, t- a tough one, but it's going to be interesting. So, it, so Auburn ineligible. So those are that's how the thirteen teams will pack will pack up in the SEC. You know, I think for for viewership and for a college basketball fan standpoint, I want to see Alabama versus Arkansas in the finals, even Alabama versus LSU. I wouldn't mind, honestly, because I think LSU is a tough team and they can, you know, wreak havoc whenever they want to. Um, And after the SEC tournament, our final tournament to go over, we got the PAC 12 tournament. So the PAC 12 has been the baby of the power five conferences this season. They only have four projected, uh, they only have four projected tournament teams out of the 11 teams in the conference. Well, 12 teams in the conference, Arizona is ineligible. Uh, so they won't play in this, in this year's tournament, even though they finished 17 and nine, 11 and nine in the conference. Uh, they would have been a five seed. They're, they're ineligible though, because of recruiting violations. Number one seed, but none of the teams are higher than a five seed. Colorado will be the three seed in their tournament, but it's a, a projected five seed. Oregon and USC are the one and two seeds in the Pac-12 tournament, and they're both projected six seeds in in March Madness. And UCLA is a four seed, and they're only a projected ten seed in the tournament. So they might have to avoid blowing a game in order to uh, to ensure that they make it to the tournament. They take on Oregon State in day two, but uh, you know there's not there isn't too much to go over in the Pac-12 because. It hasn't been very deep. Oregon will be the number one seed. They're 19-5 total, 14-4 conference. USC will be the two seed. We all know Evan Mobley is over there. It's supposed to be a top five pick this year, um, the number one center in the nation. So that'll be interesting. They're a two seed. Uh, they're projected six seed in March Madness. Colorado will be the three seed. They just rejoined the top 25. The, the only two teams that are in the top 25 uh, this week out of um i'm not sure if oregon is but out of the pac-12 i know usc just rejoined at 24 and colorado is there at 23 um ucla is a four seed and then there's a big drop off oregon state's 14 12 10 10 conference uh stanford is the sixth seed they finished the exact same as oregon state 14 12 10 10 conference uh utah was 11 and 12 8 and 11 conference arizona state was eight seed 10 13 Number nine seed was Washington State, fourteen and twelve total, but seven and twelve in conference. Uh, Washington was ten at five and twenty, four and sixteen in the conference, and then California had a dreadful year, eight and nineteen, 
total, but three and seventeen in the conference. Couldn't win any conference games, so that's how it's going to look. And this tournament is going to take place from Wednesday to Saturday at the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas, Nevada. So it'll be a good one. There will be three games on Wednesday. We got number eight, Arizona State, versus number nine, Washington State. The winner will take on number one, Oregon, on Thursday. Uh, one game that's locked in for Thursday that will get a buy through the first for the, through the first week of games is number four, UCLA, versus number five, Oregon State. Um, the other games on Wednesday, number seven, Utah will play number 10, Washington. The winner plays number two, USC. So, you know, basically signing up to get destroyed. And then number six, Stanford will take on number 11, California on Wednesday. And the winner takes on number three, Colorado. That's that's an interesting one because I want to see Stanford win that. And I want to see Colorado versus Stanford on Thursday in the uh, in the quarterfinals. I think that that's an intriguing matchup. I think those are, I think that that could be, um, an area of upset for sure. Uh, Colorado just rejoined the top 25, but it'd be interesting if Stanford could spoil the party. I want definitely want to see that. And then USC will play Thursday as well. And then most likely then the, uh, semifinals will be on Friday and the, uh, the national, the PAC 12 championship will be on Saturday. So, you know, if you want to base off one versus two, Oregon versus USC could be the finals. Uh, it could be Oregon versus Colorado. Could be UCLA versus Colorado. It could go. It, the Pac-12 is very difficult to predict because it could go a variety of ways. Just because there's not as much depth nearly as the other Power Five conferences. It really is the um, the baby of the Power Fives this this entire season. They. You know, Oregon isn't as dominant as they usually are. Uh, UCLA is not as dominant as they usually are. UCLA is barely even in the tournament right now. USC has been decent. Stanford was supposed to be a lot better. I was pre- I was hoping we were going to get a lot more out of Stanford than we did. You know, they have Zaire Williams over there and, uh, and Silva, too, who at one point was one of the nation's leading rebounders. But Zaire Williams is supposed to be a lottery pick. Uh, he chose Stanford and, you know... I expected more than just a number six seed in the Pac-12 from them. I was kind of hoping that they were going to do a little bit better than that this year, but it's, you know, we did not see that out of them. So it's, you know, a um, bit of a letdown, but that's, well, that's going to wrap it up for tonight's episode. Um, I want to thank everyone who tuned into the review and preview network to watch another episode of the three and D and to all those listening via podcast, YouTube, etc. Don't miss next week. I'll be having a special selection Sunday episode on Sunday, March 14th at eight o'clock PM. And me and Tom Scavetta of review and preview will be filling out our brackets live for everyone. So you're not going to want to miss it. Um, this it's going to be a great time. I think it's going to be one of our best episodes, honestly, and I'm really looking forward to it right after selection selection Sundays at six o'clock. Watch it and then tune into us at eight o'clock live here on Facebook. And we'll be filling out our brackets live uh, for everybody. So very excited for that and hope everybody has a great night.